Welcome to the Legacy and Lifestyle Show, where you'll learn how to live the life you want today while planning for the legacy you want to leave tomorrow. And I'm your host, George Palm, entrepreneur, financial advisor, fitness enthusiast, and foodie. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Legacy and Lifestyle Show. Of course, you know we got Mel in the house. What's going on with you, man? Good, good, good things. How are you doing? Good. I can't complain. Uh, a lot of moving things. I mean, so uh, I, I'm not sure if I told you. So me and my um, longtime friend and business partner, we formally merged our investment advisory. Wow, Mazel! Yeah. So so that was cool. I mean, it still requires a lot of, of course, back end stuff. But like, we were able to kind of formally at least get that ball rolling. So that's been that's, that's been super dope. dope. How I get a discount? Of course. Of course. Of course. What about you, though? What's new? Man, we were kind of briefly talking about it. Um, So, went home for Easter, KC. Nice. Killer City. And uh, Bay came with me, so it was kind of like a big life step, honestly. Didn't you say, like... That he had to, like, stay in a hotel or something? Yeah, so I had <laughs> asked my dad, like, weeks before. So yeah. my dad's super traditional, mm-hmm. super formal, extremely conservative. Yep. And I was like, hey, it's three weeks in advance. Mm-hmm. Is it okay if he stays in the basement, on the <laughs> roof, like, in the just front in the, lawn, just in, the in the vicinity? Mm-hmm. And he kind of didn't answer me. So I followed back up maybe a week before. That's yeah. an adequate time to right, be like, right, right. where yeah, we at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, I got it covered. Just follow up again mm-hmm. later. He literally tells me the day of him coming into Kansas City. Yeah. He sends me the address for the hotel he's staying <laughs> in. So um, that happened. And then my dad's a pastor at our church. So yeah. we get to okay, church makes Sunday. Sense. He's a pastor. Yeah. Like, you know he's like, he doesn't want people thinking we're like, he doesn't want us to be shacking. I got know? it. I got it. <laughs> and get to church on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. He literally makes him stand up and tells the whole congregation of nearly, and it's Easter, so you know, it's like, people that aren't even members are there. Right, 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 And right. he's like, yeah, this is Melody's little friend, and he has a job. He yeah, is with employed. Little friend, him with a little, little friend. And he is not staying at our house. He's staying <laughs> at a hotel two miles away. That's funny. So, but it was good. He, um... At the fam, chilled. It was good weather. Yeah, dope, dope. So it was dope. all good. All good, good. Awesome. Awesome. How was your first time? Sorry, a little caveat. Me yeah. And Madge's family. You know, it was interesting because she's a PK too. Oh, wow. So she's the girl. Well, same scenario, right? Yeah. And so I'm stepping in and I was like, who are you? And I'll fight you for her. And They these, said that to you? Like, yeah, like some old, <laughs> uh, excuse me, some elders <laughs> of the church. <laughs> Uh, had, you know, oh, had, wow. had, had their choice words with me. So it was a little bit overwhelming, honestly. Did she prepare? Like, did you feel really prepared? She kind of did. She's like, you know, I'm, I mean, she's, I, th- I think she downplayed it. Ah. Uh, and so I was just like, yo, this is a lot. So where did you stay? Did you stay at their house? Well, I did stay at their house. Her mom has a fairly decent sized house. So she was okay with me, like, staying in another room. Okay. You know what I'm saying? We didn't sneak. What was, know. like, the morning light? Was it, like, text message, I'm up, you can come upstairs? I, I'm going to be like, honest. Like, I can't even... I can't even definitively remember. It's yeah. been a little while, but um, yeah, I can't remember. I, I just know that I thought it was so silly. <laughs> I was like, really? We're doing this? This is happening? You thought it was silly that you had to stay in the basement? Did I just, like, I mean, I guess. Where did you think he was going to sleep? In her parents' house? And yeah. She, they yeah, don't know you. And you're her boyfriend. Uh, I, guess, I guess in my mind. Would you let your daughter's boyfriend sleep in her bed with her? I mean, 
no. It's a hard no. Right? George. It's a no. But it's like at the same token, you know these grown adults when they're in their city are not going to separate It doesn't rooms. matter. Okay. Whatever. Agree or disagree. <laughs> I, think you're I can't wait. Double I standard. I'll have a little girl. Double standard. And then I'm going to be like 20 years <laughs> later, where is her boyfriend sleeping, George? Oh, you already know. You already know. Not, be, not in the house. Not, not in the, so you're not going to let that do what you wanted to do. Mm-mm. Unless we have like a really big house. Maybe we'll put him like in the basement or something. Which is what happened to which, you. Which is security controlled. He can't get out unless we let him out. <laughs> like he's a freaking pet. <laughs> Just saying. We're, this is so good that this is like digitally put in the atmosphere <laughs> right, forever. Right, so that you know that like, yeah. I'll, I'll put it out there. <laughs> so what are we talking about today, man? What we got man. going on? We have so much to cover. I feel like so much just like, I mean, you're not into Game of Thrones, but Game of Thrones yeah, is like super Yeah, intense. what is that about? It's so, I, as a matter of fact, don't answer I'm not that. even going to go into it because yeah. it's so intense. Because I feel like either you, you're about the Game of yeah. Thrones life or you're not. And if you're not, you're like banished to the depths I'm of- all hashtag Dim Thrones, which is basically black Twitter talking about Game of Thrones. Mm. So if you have Wait, say it again? What is Dim, it? Dim. D-E-M. Okay. Dim Thrones. It's a ridiculously amazing show, but that's mm. happening- if you say um, so. The Met Gala happened last night. I'm sure as a fashion guru yourself, you had some favorite looks. You no, know, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't watch wow. it. Wow. I didn't watch it. Um, I think Madge may have watched it. I didn't watch it though. Yeah, there were some Michael B. Jordan. You know, but I'm, I'm kind of Cardi like, B knocked it all the way out the park. You know, though, I'm kind of like when it comes to the fashion stuff, like when it, when I see stuff like the Met Gala, I'm not really into like the super high like drama like of it mm. all. You know what I mean? I like a you know I like a f- really clean fresh look, but I'm not into like the high fashion stuff. Mm. You know what I mean? See, I just I want I think every time I've watched the Met fashions, I just want them to keep with the theme. True. So this year it was all about camp, which if you don't know really what camp is, it's not like camping. It's literally the <laughs> I most was like, oh wait, avant garde. No, it's like. The literal definition is played off of some poet, Susan, I forget her last name, mm-hmm. but it's about like drag and like uh, drama and everything that's extravagant yeah. and mm-hmm. the most. Gotcha. So I feel like a and lot so of the people, Met on steroids, basically. In regular, regular years. Gotcha. Yeah. But it was some really dope looks, very entertaining. Let me just um, put this in the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Nicki Minaj is pregnant. You I think so? you heard it here first. Okay. You can always tell a woman's pregnant in the arms and the face. Hmm. And she she couldn't hold it back. So mm. you heard it here first. I think she's preggers. Okay. It'll come out before the end of the I bet summer. you 10 bucks she's not. Really? Yeah. No, I totally think she is. <laughs> Toast. So are we betting $10? We should bet $10. All right. So in Shots of tequila about the end of the summer. Fair. Yeah. Okay. We'll do it. All right. So that happened. And of course, Nipsey Hussle. I feel like we've all been seeing that. I feel like yeah. that was... At the end of March, um, yeah, and it's still like still fresh, still fresh. I mean, it just felt so different, you know. Like, yeah. So I think that's. But before a great... we even go into that, yeah. I feel like for people that don't know, which I don't know how Fair. you wouldn't know, Fair. Um, Nipsey Hussle, aka Neighborhood Nip, aka um, Amaris. Um, how do you say last name? Don't give me the line. I won't. Ashkadom. 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 Yes, Ashkadom. Uh, was gunned mm-hmm. down in front of his own store in on March 31st in LA. He was 33, yeah, and he left behind uh, his wife, Lauren London, mm-hmm. actress, along with a host of I think like four kids. Yeah, so um, it's hit the kind of I think not only hip hop community hard. Mm-hmm. I think it's really affected 
like globally. Yeah, you know, the impact has been real. Like, and I'm be honest, every time I talk about it, I tell people it's like you don't know. You didn't know that you were you would feel something until you felt it. Yeah. Like if someone would have told me like six months before, like, what, what, what would something happen to Nipsey Hussle? I'm like, well, damn, I'd be sad. I mean, he's really doing a lot for the community. But I would have never guessed that it would have really impacted yeah. me. Yeah. You know why do I mean? you feel like that? Why do you think that it impacted you differently? I feel like several reasons, right? Um, and I'll try to quantify a couple of them. One is because, and I don't like to make the comparison because I don't want to diminish anyone else's legacy or... Or just like the whole even LeBron Jordan thing, like they have yeah, their yeah, own yeah. legacy. But a lot of people were making the Tupac and Nipsey comparison, right? Um, for me, what made it so different? One, I'm old enough to really contextualize, right? Like yeah. I, I was old enough to remember, but it's, I'm a grown man now. Mm-hmm. Um, so one, I'm old enough to contextualize, but two, Nip, you know, died at 33. Uh, Tupac, I think, at 26. Mm-hmm. And so Tupac was on the on the precipice of starting to like talk about a lot of the things that he wanted to do. Right, which I arguably I believe he would have, you know, had he been able to fulfill that stuff. But Nipsey actually was doing it. Yeah. Right. And so to see some of the impact that he had, um, and just to know the trajectory that he was on and how much more impact he could have had if he was here just hurt. Because it's yeah. like you don't you rarely do you have people who are for the culture and actually moving the culture forward. A lot of times people just talk about it, right? Yeah. And it's like, Oh, they're the cool guy or they're the rapper or they're whatever. He was making moves. And so for me, excuse me, being someone who has a movement that it's our whole purpose is to shift the culture forward, to reduce the racial wealth gap, um, mm. to empower people through financial literacy, like on all pillars, you know, that's exactly what he stood for, you know, saying his own right. So for me personally, that's why it, it felt different. Yeah. No, I think I completely echo all of that. Like, I think that to your point, I think we kind of felt for people, I don't know how long you've been following his mm-hmm. music, but I mean, I've been a Nipsey fan for quite some time and I think that we felt like we being, I think his core fan base, mm-hmm. felt like we were growing with him. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we were there the in the mixtape era. Mm-hmm. We were there like when he kind of started getting put, getting more national media yep. and more yep. recognition mm-hmm. and we like literally fell with when like the marathon came out. I feel like it was like, yeah. we made it. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think that neighborhood knit really, even though I, I'm not from LA, mm-hmm. I've never really been to South Central. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like he was in my neighborhood. So it feels like a neighborhood. Yeah, it's like a, like a brother. Like 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 yeah. Brother, you, know, you know, it's crazy. And the way that it went was like, I think we it could be a little bit more palatable if, for instance, with Pac, I don't, I became a student of Pac's music later in my Mm -hmm. life. So I don't really remember. And that was him post-mortem. So I don't really remember him. I was a little too young to really, and in the church, to be listening to that (laughs) type of music. Because clearly she's a PK who (laughs) her boyfriend can't sleep at the house. Not even in the same person. So we we believe you. Disclaimer. We believe you. But it felt like, and I I mean this so respectfully, but it was like, Pac was kind of like in that life. Like you could wrap your mind around, even though it was wrong and there's no justification for it. Yeah. But Nip, even though he was from the streets, very much claimed the streets, Mm -hmm. he was still having meetings with like LAPD and like clearly Barack Obama even knew who he was. Like he was making like this type of impact where you're kind of like, 
he wasn't like in, 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 in it like he, anymore. He, he was there. Yeah. And, you know, he had did it before, but he had kind of evolved out of that street. Yes. But because he was real, stayed true to himself, he still got the respect of everybody exactly. still in it. Exactly. You know, which to your point, I think is a great segue. Uh, so why do we realize these great, this greatness, if you will? Or however we want to classify it, like once people are gone. Like I feel like I, two two statistics I heard, right? One, of course, his music is being streamed and breaking records all over the place. But two, his store had a million orders the week after he died. Wow. So not a million dollars because it's way more than a million dollars. Can I just say this? Those shirts were too those shirts were very they were expensive. they were kinda of expensive. <laughs> they were kinda of expensive. They were hitting over the Yeah, yeah, they were hitting that. But he had a million orders, yeah. right? So, I mean, that's arguably, because of how expensive they were, conservatively, that's over $100 million. Yeah. Conservatively, right? And so it's like, where, where was that energy right, 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 the week right. before? You know what I'm saying? And so it's like, we got to really work on recognizing the, the again, there's core pockets of people who did. And that's why everybody, a lot of people felt the way they felt. But like, just really recognizing that greatness, you know, while it's here and while it's appreciated. And I'm not saying that we didn't, but it's just like, you... Too often do we see people who, you know, were phenomenal in their lifetime, but we don't learn about that or don't give it the credit due until after they're gone. Like, it's a Drake lyric that sticks out to me. He says, they won't be gone, but wait for the kicker. They bury me now, I only get bigger. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So it's like, why? Mm -hmm. Why can't I be, like, the pinnacle of that while I'm here? Is that possible? I don't know. Like it's, I think the question of why is is relevant, but I think it it is preceded by the question of like is like is that even possible for you to have that type of recognition and be living, like it, you know what I mean? Like, well, well, I feel like, well, Mike, Michael Jordan, I feel like is an example of that. Is he? I mean, let me let me let me make sure I unpack this because I don't really like Michael honestly, <laughs> as a person, as a person. I'm be honest. With That's you. what I'm saying. Like, I'm saying in the sense of like. If you think about impact or how people praise, I mean, it's people. It's people three generations removed that buy Jordans. Mm-hmm. Like literally, have never even seen him on a court. Might not even know what the dude looks like. Yeah. Right. But he's Jordan. You know what I'm saying? So and maybe it's not the best example, but my, my my point is, I think it's we. What you focus on expands. We can put our energy anywhere we want to put our energy, right? And I'm not. And I'm not even saying that it's necessary or required. But I'm, I just feel like we got to make sure that people get their roses while they're living. You know, I think that's true. I, I think that my only pushback or challenge of that is I think a lot of times we do. And I, so that's what I'm saying. Like, what is this? What is this praise that we feel like maybe not Nipsey, but maybe maybe it is Nipsey that was absent that that didn't exist that now exists. I think if you were a real true Nipsey fan, like I think the way that, that the type of artist he was, I don't think he was interested in what he's getting now. Well, I don't think it's about so the it's person. Like, well, I don't think it's necessarily about the person per se. It's about, because think about how many people are learning about Nipsey now. Yeah. And like, oh, well, he did this and he did that. If he's getting that type of attention while he's here, that can garner even more support mm-hmm. to push his, his agenda forward, which in his case was a good one. Yeah. Buying back the block, investing in the community, had the co-working space, you know, that's my point, right? So it's not necessarily about stroking his ego yeah. or, or him not feeling personally, because he probably, you know, comes come from the streets. He probably felt like he got all the recognition. And, think, and I don't know if you remember, he did an interview on maybe Genius, where he was saying, mm-hmm. I think at 16 years old, through illegal activity, he made $250,000. 
So it wasn't like he had not experienced. Right, right, right. Yeah, I think it's more about like when someone has the ability to quote unquote shift the culture. Yes. A lot of people use that word loosely, right? Yes. I'm shifting the culture, bro. You just made a t shirt. You're not shifting the culture. But you think um, that only happened post I won't say only. Okay. I just think the gravity, the, the shirt example was a, was a great yeah. example of that. Like, why now? Like, why why did people spend a, why, why did a million orders go through the week after he died, right, in support of Nipsey? And again, I'm not. I'm not. People have their own reasons. They grieve, they grieve in the way they want to grieve, and you know things unfold how they unfold. So I'm not saying that. To your point, that he didn't receive the love and recognition that he deserved. But why I'm just does saying, the shirts have to be the def- like as your example, the defier of the level of love? Right. Like you had you had people like Ti and Two Chains like going to buy the store. Show I'm up here, I'm buying the store. Yeah. Why don't you buy it out last? Yeah. Month? That's my yeah, point. Yeah. It's just like if that's how you really feel. Why does that have to happen? Because when I'm gone, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And again, to your point, less about the recognition piece for the person while they're here, which is nice because, yeah. you know, as a quick tangent, as an entrepreneur, no matter how successful someone looks from the outside looking in, it's hard. Yeah. And so, like, you always wonder, like, am I going hard enough? Am I doing the right stuff? Even if you're getting some level of praise. And so that kind of stuff goes a long way because it's like, yo, someone so really recognize what I'm doing. Like, there's certain people who might have saw him. They might have been on his radar but never shouted him out or never reached out to him or never showed that support yet because they felt like they had the opportunity to. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so I feel like it's one of those situations where, you know, just going on the tangent of the entrepreneur piece, it's like you never know, like never never hold back your love because you feel like somebody's already getting enough of it. Yeah, yeah. You know, like love is a limitless a limitless supply. Yeah. So I, 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 I really shy away from people who be like, oh, well, so-and-so is, they get enough praise. They get enough, like, what's that got to do with you? Right. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. And so that, but also more importantly, like, just giving him that support because then their platforms, no matter how big or how small, is going to push his collective agenda for, which we now know was a really, really good one. But that's what I guess my position where I would just challenge that is I don't feel like there was an absence of that. So that kind of goes to my original question of, like, let's compare apples to apples. So you look at someone like a Frankie Beverly, mm-hmm. Frankie Beverly, a Tupac, and a Nipsey. Now, Frankie Beverly, as we know, is yet living. Yeah. So I'm not, that's not the point. Right. But I feel like he's living, and we don't recognize his greatness. And so many people that the first time they ever heard of Frankie in their life, mm-hmm. they ever heard a Frankie Beverly song was Beyonce's Homecoming, of her remixing wow. it. Literally. I mean, you have to think about it. To your point of the Jordan yeah. generation, if you're 17, yeah, true, you, never, true, you don't true. know who Frankie Beverly is. Right. So the idea of not giving them that recognition, it isn't, it, it's it's worthy, but we don't do that. Conversely, look at a Nipsey, mm-hmm. and I feel like he has gotten to me outside of this. The moment, I think, when you look at collectively why people are grieving, mm-hmm. it's not for an absence of his of his of not recognizing the impact. It's not for an absence of like not supporting his cause. People mm-hmm. are sad because of the close closeness that we felt as mm-hmm. as as his fans. Mm-hmm. But majority, I would argue, people that are sad don't even know anything about him. Mm-hmm. They don't know anything. They know Lauren London. They know that it's been a national news story. Mm-hmm. And like they know the contents of his death and what it's rooted in. And now later know all of what he contributed. Mm-hmm. So I think that to say, like, why don't we celebrate them? Why don't we, why didn't we buy out the store? But like, I don't think that that equates where I'm not seeing the correlation on how that propels 
his cause where we were already supporting it. I think it propels it further, and I don't, I don't think the things are mutually exclusive. You know what I'm saying? No, I, I get what you're saying, and I, I don't. I don't think they're mutually exclusive. I'm not saying that like, and we can we can agree to disagree on this because we'll probably go back and forth <laughs> on this one. But I guess I'm saying that to you again. Nipsey did garner a lot of support and recognition. And the recognition is not what I'm really talking about in his case. What I'm saying is, like, what just, should we just, have done? It's just a numbers game, right? It's just a numbers game. More people who might not have ne- ever known about Nipsey know about him now, partly because he people, died. He, maybe right, but because people are have this outpour and they're going and yeah. standing in front of the store. And, and what I'm saying is, if his cause that we now know was so great, mm-hmm. imagine if that energy was a little more. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying it wasn't prevalent at all, but mean. even more prevalent because then it's more people who would have never been on the radar. I'm like, yo. Let's get on board with this guy's. That's all I'm saying. I agree. Now that I hear, I think that that's, that's what I said fair. five minutes ago, though. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we gotta take a break. Hey, it's good. So we're gonna take a break after us uh, agreeing to disagree to now ultimately agreeing, and we'll be right. Not back. really. <laughs> and now for your sponsored commercial. Getting your money right can seem challenging. You don't know where to start or what to do. Fortunately, we found the answer. MyMoneyEDU is the fastest growing online financial education company in the U.S. We offer practical, valuable, and actionable financial resources to help you transform your relationship with money. Financial education redefined. MyMoneyEDU. To learn more, go to MyMoneyEDU.com and check out our website. Also, be sure to check out the show notes for more details. Welcome back to your recorded podcast. All right, and we're back talking about neighborhood nip, Nipsey Hustle. R.I.P. Yeah, I posted a, a pic on. I'm not sure if you saw it because you, you gramming out, melogram. I know. I'm out here. You out here? Gang, gang, gang. Um, I had got a gang. suit. I was already gonna get this suit anyway, and ironically, it was blue. Okay. Um, and so I, I, I was, blue. yeah. And so I had uh, got got the interior like little lapel area customized. So like, oh, so it has my shout name. Shout out to George, customized hustle and motivate. Yeah. And so the lady, that's a good song. the lady was like, "Do you want to spell hustle incorrectly?" I said, "Actually, that's the only way I spell it." Thanks. Ooh. <laughs> you didn't say that to her. I, I said it tactfully though. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and, I, and I educated her. I was like, "Yo, well, actually, you know, um, this is the spelling of of." The late but great, um, you know, <laughs> uh, Nipsey Hustle. Gave her a little history lesson. She's like, "Oh, I didn't know." Yeah, but you didn't, Susie. <laughs> but she was cool. Though. I really did like. I did like her though. She was cool. She just was not. She wasn't. She wasn't cultured. Yeah, she just wasn't in the loop. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So where where do we leave off? Where do we leave off on this? Man, I think like I don't think there's ever enough time to really go into like all the, the crevices of how influential Nip was. I mean, think about yeah. it. Other than I think Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. did he, A, did the Staples oh, yeah. Center let yeah. him have that kind of service? Mm-hmm. I think it was about, I think they estimated twenty to 30,000 attendees. It was yeah. free. Yep. Everyone from Janae Aiko to Stevie Wonder mm-hmm. to President Obama he wasn't um, there, but he listened a letter. But you know, right? they yeah. they had a they had a part of the ceremony, which is huge. Which is huge. Yeah. Um, so I think that to your point, he started the uh, what was his app? 
like stem, um, get a stem. Yeah, he had, and he had this vector. Like his coworker was like, like vector, vector three sixty or something like that. Like yeah. buying up property, like giving jobs, mm-hmm. having a global impact. Um, so I think that his just, and remaining authentic the whole like way through. to the point where I don't know if you remember. I want to say it might have been last year. Some award show, he slapped the spit out of somebody. I saw that. I mean, you yeah. heard it. Yeah, I saw that. So, yeah. I mean, and he would talk about in interviews how they would be like, since you were a Crip, because he was from the ro- the famous Rolling 60s, which is a Crip uh, set in Compton. Um, did he wear red? And he was like, I'm neighborhood nip. I can wear red and blue. <laughs> so, you know, I think he just... He was so authentic. So authentic. Um, I don't know if you watched the ceremony, but... I did. Well, well, I got caught most of it, yeah. Lauren London genuinely brought me to tears. Like, full-on ugly to cry. Mm -hmm. And she said something that I thought was so beautiful. She Mm -hmm. talked about how in the morning before the kids would go to school, he would sage the house. Like, Mm -hmm. really want them to get in a good mind frame for their day. Mm -hmm. So, I just think he was this holistically authentic person mm-hmm. through and through through and through and people could feel that you got to trust the energy yeah and I think people could just they could trust the energy with him man you know you know so here's here's a, a tangent well not really a tangent but i think a pivot or a question that i want to i want to ask right so i heard d.l hughley was one of the people i heard say and i've heard dozens of others say it after it happened they're basically saying well see that's why you don't you know um, you don't go back to the hood once you once you Steve, break out. He needs to be quiet, D.L. Yeah, he, yeah. That's what you said, right? Yeah, D.L. Yeah, and I feel the same way. And so my my question, I already have my answer, but I'm just posing it. Like, should he have gone about the way he wanted to impact differently? Like, should he have invested in the hood with his money, but not really been in the hood in terms of like having his shop there and building all mm-hmm. his uh, you know programs and opportunities in the hood and still remaining there? Do we feel like? He should have approached it differently. Absolutely not. Because I think, for instance, if Macklemore went into South Central, would you be like, believe any of their... Right, right, right. If they came literally into South Central rapping any of their songs, would you be like, (laughs) yes! No, because it's just, it's a gimmick. Right, it's a facade. It's a facade, Mm -hmm. but I think that what makes art, any form of art, an experience Mm -hmm. and makes it stick to your ribs and makes it uh, makes you feel it it's really resonate yeah is yeah. when it's when it's authentic art and I, I don't like using that word loosely yeah but like when it's just art that's truth man mm-hmm. and I think had Nipsey packaged his message differently it would have been kind of like a, you know all the other greats before him that the pacifist, the you know, Got conservatives. I think Martin Luther King. True. You know, true. I think that a lot of people are, are. Let's bring it more closer to home. Mm. I think like Tupac. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think those folks had their packaging been not Martin Luther King. Although a lot of people say he was so passive and so turned the other cheek, that wasn't him being anyone else than. And not to say that those were bad things, but he was right. a minister. Right. That's who he so was. So had he come in trying to be Malcolm X, people would have been like. What you doing, bro? What are you doing? Right. So I think that Nip being, you know, still showing love to Rolling 60s, claiming the hood, mm-hmm. claiming the set, having his shop literally on Slauson and Crenshaw, mm-hmm. you know, like I think being from the hood and, and 
being a product of the hood yeah. allowed him to give back to the hood. And when you look at the people, like people were regular Joes taken yeah. off from like that's when it's like that's those are real. the people you're trying to reach. I don't know, what do you think? No, I agree wholeheartedly. I mean I just wanted to pose the question because I heard it thrown around like people just feel like, you know, you gotta it's crazy like how the conditioning is so powerful yeah. that like you begin to believe that you should be afraid of your own people. Mm. Right. When in fact we should be afraid of y'all. Yeah. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like the real oppressor, not to go down a rabbit hole, but it's like, that's just how strong conditioning is. Like they teach you like, Oh, well, you just got to get out of the hood and you got to, when they, when they go back and do, here's what they do. Here's their game. And Jay, I'm, I'm not sure if you heard the Jay freestyle on this. But he's kind of like giving a tribute to Nip. Mm-hmm. But he's basically saying like, "Oh, at the with the one he did in New York." I think so. Yeah, yeah. And so it was just like we're so afraid to be at the place that's really for us by us. What they'll do is they'll make you think it's bad, right? Then you get a little bit of middle class money, you move out. People who can't afford to move out, exactly, mm-hmm. right? They depress the assets, buy them back for cheap, and then mark them up four or five hundred percent. Yeah, right. And so it's like. But yet, we don't want to build up our our own hood and our own communities and do the same thing. It's just, it's crazy, you know. I just I just think that's the point that I took away. Like, I definitely don't think he should have did it any different. I think that he was probably the biggest threat yeah. to uh, the status quo because it's showing, like, hey, look, I can be authentic, I can be intelligent, I can actually motivate people to act in a meaningful way, yeah. right? That once came from a different lifestyle, and we can also do it in unity. And legally. And legally. You know, and that's that's a powerful position. And I think, again, I'm not going down the rabbit hole of it was his but I think even murder in that planned argument, or staged. Like, even if that argument of should he gone about it differently, that to me is an isolated conversation to how he died. Right. You know what I mean? Like, Regardless of whether or not you agreed with his lifestyle, regardless or not whether you liked his music, mm-hmm. does that then mean because of where he was from and who he was that he his life deserved to be taken away? Right. Like, that's, I guess, where that argument is very weightless to me is because it's not predicated on he wasn't gangbanging in that moment. Right. I mean, and those aren't speculations. That's an actual fact. Right. We, you know we what saw, I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he wasn't... That wasn't what was happening. Mm-hmm. So... I think to that then I think is extremely parallel to your point yeah. of then are we afraid of our own people mm-hmm. that we're able to just say. And, and, and the thing is, it's like we just have to be the self have, have to have the self-awareness to realize that it's just some really deep conditioning. And I'm ashamed yeah. to say it, but I'm going to give you an example. And I'm, I'm as pro-black as they come. Shout out to Melanin Money, right? <laughs> um but I had to catch myself, and, and, I, and it just proved how deep the conditioning is. Because if it can happen to me, I know it can happen to anybody. So here's what happened. So I'm in my building. We're actually doing the podcast right now um, where I live. And just by virtue of happenstance, there isn't a ton. There's more that's starting to come. There isn't a ton of people of color that live in my building, whatever, right? Um, and so I remember it was one night. I was coming back from somewhere, and I was in the elevator. It was, a, it was a black guy I hadn't seen before. And... I guess my first thought was, because normally because I try to connect with all of us because there's not that many of us and I hadn't seen them. My, unfortunately, though, my instinctual thought, my instinctual thought was, I asked him, I said, was there, is there a vent going on upstairs? <laughs> and he was, and he, and I think he kind of felt it. And he was like, nah, I, I live here. 
And I don't even know where that thought came from. And I was so embarrassed by the thought because that's not who I am. But that just goes to show you how powerful conditioning yeah. is. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not who I am. Like, I would have been a highly offended myself. You know what I'm saying? Or I get highly offended when I'm in the elevator and people are looking at me funny. You know what I mean? And I was like, whoa. Like, what just yeah. happened? And I felt like shit. Like, and if I could have found him again and apologized, I would have. Like, I don't even know why that was my instinctual yeah. thought. Yeah. But that just goes to show you how powerful conditioning is. Now, here's the other caveat. He had dreads, had some, you know, baggier clothes. And again, all conditioning. Yes. He's, he's my people. You know yes. what I'm saying? But had he been in a suit, would I have asked him the same question. Yes. You know, so I was like, wow. Like, I had to check myself, my subconscious self. That's not yeah. how I think, right? But subconsciously, that's what came out. Yeah. And I was just like, whoa. So imagine for somebody who's even less self-aware, mm-hmm. um, it's just like, yo, like, I'm scared of my own people. Like, yeah. I, I don't want to go to the hood. I move out because I'm scared to be there too. Yeah. You know? It's, 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 well, it's crazy. Well, and I think that that actually even brings up a good point. And with Nip, I think that... <laughs> Now, in that regard, I think to your earlier point, there has become this over outpouring of him being a hero. And I'm not at all minimizing that. But I think we also have to look at now, has he become a hero because he's dead? Because just a couple years ago, Mm -hmm. if we want to, you know, call the receipts, much of our own people were slandering him Hmm. because of some unsavory comments he made about Hmm. various different groups. Hmm. Be sure. I'm not not as privy to that. um, I think that he had maybe last year, Nipsey made a comment on Instagram under a picture of a group of black youth implying, amongst other things, that there was some gay agenda out there working against the black community. Basically, the images of blackness were violent, gay, or fatherless. And in this picture was a group of young black men in tuxedos. So it's not, I don't really know why, why that particular image stuck out to him in such a way to make him say that. Yeah. But it was all over. I remember it was all mm. over the blogs and people were like burning his CDs. And so how do how are we how do we i guess that's my question is like this idea of heroism mm-hmm. where does that how does that play into us into your point about this idea of if he had on a suit would you have looked at him differently mm-hmm. other than that presentation is there this idea of packaging of nipsey that now that we know he did all these great things for the community now that you know we're having some of our most celebrated leaders speak words of good of him mm-hmm. does that how does that play into what we just said last year when we were afraid of him and thought all these ugly things about him yeah. because of who he was? That was right. still, he was the same person. Well, that's a great point. And I think a couple of things, right? One, we, we learned that, we, and we learned this after the fact. Some of the people we give the biggest credit to, we learn in retrospect that they're not perfect, right? While mm-hmm. they're live, still living or not, right? Um, but also what we learn in retrospect Sometimes we get the full full circle, mm-hmm. right? So I know, like, even like with Michael Jackson, now there's been some stuff that have come mm-hmm. out, right? About it. <laughs> I haven't watched the documentary. I'm not. Um, but so to answer your question about the the hero piece, I think two th- one people are finicky, right? And then two, that's a snap. That moment was a snapshot of a thought and a perspective of who he was. That statement wasn't Nipsey Hussle, right? That that would be compartmentalizing everything that he's done, everything that he's ever said. To say that that one statement is a reflection. But that's what you did, though. That is what I did, but subconsciously. 
Mm-hmm. Right? What I'm saying is, but I also was able to go back and have the context to say, man, I can't believe I thought that. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. like, when I, I guess what I'm saying is, anybody can have a, a slip up in the moment, whether it's the person who's viewing someone and what they did yeah. wrong, or whether it's the person who made the mistake. Especially now, it's us being in the screenshot era. My, my wife brought up a very good point. She said, we're in a very new age because historically, documentaries about you happen when you're gone. We're yeah. in this era where because of our access to information, like this stuff is getting pumped out while people are still living. Yeah. You know yes. what I'm saying? Like the R. Kelly thing, like that normally, that's something that normally would happen after when he did. Wrong. Right. That's exactly. very true. You know? And so I say that to say that like everything, like time will promote or expose you. And I feel like if we look at, and obviously I'm a numbers guy, if we look at a stock chart, and I have to explain this to my clients often. If we look at a stock chart for like, let's just say 2018. Right, you say, man, 2008, the stock market's doing bad, right? But if we zoom out and look at it over the past 30, 40 years, we see that the long-term trend is always upwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's little blips and on the radar, but the long-term trend is always upwards. And I think that's a microcosm of our life, mm-hmm. right? In the sense that you'll have moments where it's like, oh, shit. Even on the simplest rudimentary level, look back at an old picture, and you just knew you was fresh. <laughs> and you're like, what the was I wearing? Like, I can't believe I had on size 38 pants with the Jabot stripe. Remember the Jabot stripe? Yes. Right? That's a snapshot. <laughs> that's a moment in time that we hope is buried forever. Um, that's a snapshot. But I'm just going to push back on this point, though, George, because the snapshot that you're using to minimize this person in their entirety is also the same snapshot we use to create deem them as heroes. So we're using a snapshot. Explain. So the snapshot of... Um, Nipsey doing these great works in the community. The snapshot of him giving those are real. But that's not a snapshot, though. It that's, is. A, that, it's, that, a, it's, that's, a, it's a snapshot. No, 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 no. Uh, making a comment on Instagram about a photo versus your life's work being proven that you're about that legacy. But in today's right. time, why is the snapshot less significant than the? Lo- they're the same. They're, it's less significant because one's a snapshot, one's a body of work. But now that's that's not they're one in the same. Oh no, I disagree. They are at present day, I think that How your snapshot just as much as we just talked about Michael Jackson, the snapshot of these things that we don't have tangible evidence of them doing of him doing has become and defined part of his legacy. I see where you're going. I see where you're going with So it. I'm just saying I see where you're going with that. How <laughs> What? <laughs> do you really? No, I do. I'm 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 letting you because I'm just trying. I guess that's I, I, why I, I want us see. to challenge that, and that's I think fair. we 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 say they're a hero off of these. We we don't know Nipsey. We know a snapshot of what we see in the in the media, which is right. good stuff. Mm-hmm. But, but then, but it's a go ahead. But then the same snapshot of where of social media where mm-hmm. this was just one comment. Kevin Hart, like the list can go on and on and on. Where it's a snapshot of someone mm-hmm. making a bad decision, mm-hmm. a ill thing, and we will demonize them. And it'll be one thing that an average person might say. Well, it goes back to our conversation about R. Kelly, right? And it's nuanced and, and it's a case-by-case basis, right? So, for example, we look at R. Kelly, right? We can't say that, oh, my gosh, R. Kelly made all this great music and he just slept with one little 14 That's a really apples and oranges. No, no, no. Let me, though, finish, let, me, let me finish. Let me finish, right? So, in that, in that scenario, right, like we have documented proof that it isn't a snapshot. It's, right. It's a pattern of behavior. Yes, agreed. Right? We don't necessarily have a pattern of behavior that Nipsey is saying those types of statements and being known for that. We do have a pattern that he's 
buying back the block, investing in the community. We have, yes. we have that proof. You see what I'm saying? I so, agree with however, you. However, I agree with, I see where you went with the perspective because basically what you're saying is if these moments in time can tarnish a person's legacy, how do we then, to your, with the same breath, allow that the snapshot that we get to make the yes. entire length set. So I get that. I, I get that. Um, that's a good, that's a good point. I, I don't have I, the I don't, answer. I, I just think I it's interesting. I, I don't totally, totally like disagree with that. I just think that when we zoom out and then, cause people are finicky, right? So to your point, if he made that statement and then there was documented proof and people went back and saw that, Oh, that's the, that was a pattern and he kept doing it. Then it's like, oh, well, we got we have to like go all in on this now, right? I think that's what it's the extreme example, but I think that's what happened with R. Kelly. Like back in the day when we wanted to prosecute him, yeah, it was just like, oh, well, we don't know, and it's still R. Kelly. But it, it became a situation where it's like we can't ignore it anymore. So then it's then it's the challenge of because with that same argument to your defense is like, then do we wait? Do we give a person so much rope to prove that they're a bad person? Right. So I, I understand your perspective. And I, and I know that you're not trying to marginalize like no, his, I think know, his legacy. Not you're at trying all. To help us stay. I, I just, I I just yeah. want, I think that now that we have, like, because I think a kind of apples and apples is to me like a Kevin Hart. Mm-hmm. So Kevin Hart posted those tweets that were homophobic, xenophobic, right. you know, other phobias. <laughs> and I mean, to this day, people are still talking about how we want him to give this more formal apology and right. he lost his gig with the Oscars and he's given documented a significant amount back to Philly, mm-hmm. back to other communities. Yeah. Like he's been an advocate for health and wellness. Mm-hmm. So I'm just my, where I just want us to think higher is like, we have to take those, what you just described from the Jay-Z lyric and mm-hmm. make that a kind of point, a posi- permanent position of that if we're going to invest in our communities, if we're going to invest into our artists, mm-hmm. we got to be able to see beyond the veil a little bit. Right. You know? I, I agree wholeheartedly. I think um, I think what happens is you're always going to have people who, no matter what, are going to like hold on, you know, hold on to certain aspects, right? So granted, yes, he has, he lost the Oscars gig and people are still demonizing him. But the amount of love that he's still getting drowns out all of that. Right. So you're always going to have that subset of people like it is what it is like. They're going to hold you to that one thing that you did or those two things that you did forever. And it is what it is. Here's the analogy I like. If I had a a gallon of water Mm -hmm. and I put a drop of blood in it. Right. Arguably, it's going to put a little tint on the water. But if I was thirsty, I probably still drink the water. Yeah. yeah, At least it was especially if it was my blood. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for clarifying that. But if you start (laughs) dropping three four five and the blood starts to overtake yeah the clean water and it's like mm, now it's right. contaminated now it's contaminated and yeah. so i think what happens is it's like a knee-jerk reaction somebody will see something and all they can focus on is that drop yeah and over time you realize oh well i guess and, and when you look at the whole picture it's only one drop and there's you know, 161 other ounces that aren't tainted right and i think that's what happens but people in the moment they latch on because we have access to media yes. platforms that's can, all i was saying is our snapshot is like yeah we have access yeah. to media platforms and then we can make it a thing but i think when we zoom out in totality it's like oh either it isn't that bad yeah or, oh it was way worse than we thought and we should have done something about it sooner yeah so. no i think that's a solid point and i guess after all of that where do we kind of go from here like i think yeah you know what does this mean for the future of hip hop? What does this mean for the future of, you know, 
how we look at the black community? Mm-hmm. Like, what does this mean? How do we? Well, you know what? what do we um, do? I, I almost want to before we even dive on that. But I, now that I think about it, it still correlates. Is what we can learn from his mm, legacy, you mm-hmm. know, like so. I think it's, it goes hand yeah, in hand because what I we learn, so what we, where we go from here, and also what we learn from his legacy, right? So, even if you look at his lyrics, like, and I'm a financial advisor, my trades, so this stuff really resonated with me. But like, million dollar life insurance on my flesh, you know, what I'm saying like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like he was what 31 at the time yeah. when he made that lyric, and then we look at people like Michael Jackson, Prince, Aretha Franklin, Whitney Houston. All these prominent yes, figures. I mean, super point. prominent yeah. figures who we hear stuff after the fact, like, oh, their yep. estate wasn't intact, and now family's fighting over stuff, or they need money, and they're bro- like, you know what I mean? So for him to have that foresight yeah. at 33 and know that nothing's promised, and I better put these, get my ducks in a row early, I think that's that's a very visionary statement, which again proves that it wasn't just lyrics. Yeah. They literally were turning down GoFundMe, yes. GoFundMe money. Because like they we're good. You can take that money and do something in the community, but Nipsey, he was about his lyrics, right? Yeah. And what he said, he was actually doing. So what we can learn is be about it, right? Yeah. Talk the talk, walk the walk. I think is the biggest thing that we can learn. Um, the other thing I think we can learn is authenticity does not diminish your value. I think mm. we live in this great era. Like uh, this is documentary. I don't know if you told me about it or if I told you about it. Um, Insta famous or something like that. Yeah, on Netflix. Yeah, and you see, like people, it used to be laughable, but like you see people just being them, getting paid to be themselves. Yes. You know what I mean? And so it's very empowering. Because I think I was at this um, this panel discussion in Greensboro, and there was a parent there who had a daughter in college, and she was just like, "What? Like, what should I do if she's not interested in this? Or how should I motivate her to do that?" I was like, search her browser history. Mm. See, what, see what she's not, see, not as an invasion of privacy, but to see what she's interested in. And unfortunately, well, I shouldn't say unfortunately, but believe it or not, we live in an era where she probably can make a career out of it. Like, yeah. don't like undermine the fact just because in your generation, like we had to go about these traditional channels to to build a career. Like that's not the the place we live anymore. Like you, ha- I remember I had friends who like were dance majors. And they're like, well, I'm a dance major, but I got a minor in this because mm-hmm. my mom said it's not a real career. Right, right, right. But now we see people on Instagram. Matter of fact, she did a Nipsey, Nipsey Hustle tribute. I can't think of her name, but like she's making a serious career off of dance. Yes, and creating her own lane on her own platform. And so, I think authenticity is something we can learn from him. Like you can be yourself and make an impact yeah. and, and touch multiple classes of people, and uh, just. Putting your ducks in a row, like lining yeah. up your like if you're, I don't care if you're twenty something, thirty something. Have a life insurance. Have a life insurance yeah. policy. Get at least a basic will, right? Yeah. You know, so you might not feel like you have a ton of assets, but you got something. You don't yeah. Want, you don't want Uncle Sam or probate right. to have to go through it, right? So whatever you have, no matter how little or small, at least have a simple will yeah. in place um, to be able to fulfill that, right? Yeah. So just being about that action, making financially smart decisions, and being authentic. That's that's what I feel like we can learn from him. I think that's, I mean, I couldn't have said it better. I think the only one I would add is, like, it's okay to grieve. It's okay to It's grieve. okay to be sad. Like, I think um, no majority of us didn't know him personally, but that mm-hmm. doesn't mean that specifically as black people, and a lot of us as black young people, yeah. we don't experience trauma. Like, the, we've seen the footage circulate. Like, we kind of have a at least media story of what happened like Mm -hmm. that's that is real very real so i think we can learn that 
it is okay to be sad. Like, it's okay to grieve. It's okay to acknowledge the mm-hmm. trauma of that. But also, I think to your point, turning that into fuel mm-hmm. to kind of, I mean, not to be cliche, but continue the legacy. Continue yeah, the marathon. The marathon. Yeah. And, you know, taking those, I think the best way, I think if you know Nip's music, you do really feel like you know him a little mm-hmm. bit. That's what his brothers, that's what his brothers yeah. said. Yeah. Like, like, you know the music, you know what I'm saying? You, like do, that you was, really do feel like you know him. him. And the lyrics that you just quoted, like, that type of I watched so many interviews of like young people from the streets that were like Nip and he motivated me to start my own business mm-hmm. like but don't just start it to just start it but to your point have those plans in place yep. like give back to your community so I think that's how we honor the legacy that's mm-hmm. how we kind of keep finishing the 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 you know what he started mm-hmm. and i think that's how we can be kind of all of products of neighborhood nip you know products of neighborhood nip and you know what, what i want to close with is it, it, it's a perfect parallel to your point is you know like they say be the change you want to see yeah. right and so if we loved him for all that he did actually did right the best thing we can do to go from here is to embody that in our own right right you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying because and I hate to sound like dramatic, but like they can't kill us all, yeah. right? So if there's a bunch of Nipsey's running around, right, proverbially, right, obviously you know do do you, but like in terms of what he stood for, yes, if a bunch of us are standing for that, then the impact can be that much more significant. And I think that's ultimately what he wanted, right? Yes. That's why he's sowing these seeds, these gems, and his lyrics. It's like, oh wait, I, I can vibe. It's yeah. a beat. He's a real dude, and I just got a gem out, yes. out of nowhere, like. I heard something about life insurance. I can't even remember where I heard it from. You know yes. what I'm saying? Trust. What's the trust? Like, because that's you know? why I think you brought it up. Like, I th- I think it's beautiful we're buying out his store, but like, I don't think Nips would care about that. Like, yeah. don't buy no clothes. Like, go invest in your community. You right. know what I mean? Like, people spend like you know, couple, literally that was a hundred million dollars that was made over a, in a week. That if we took that yes. same energy, yes. what impact? Yes, could it have right? And so that's where I, I think we go. We go from here by doing what he would do. Yes. You know what I mean? That's that's where we go. So, you know, thank you guys for, for listening to our perspective yes. on the great neighborhood nip. Um, Send us some of y'all's favorite lyrics. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like leave a review and, yeah. and mention your favorite nip lyric. Or when we post it on social, as we always do, comment Please. with your favorite nip lyric. And uh, just thanks for, for vibing with us, guys. Until the next time. continues. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to the Legacy and Lifestyle Show with your host, George Achenpong, where you'll learn how to live the life you want today while planning for the legacy you want to leave tomorrow. Purpose, passion, and profit. Makes sense to me.